I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. If you're not a super news junkie and you just kind of casually follow the news, you could uh, be led to believe that this is more, uh, you know, Trump hyperbole. Why are you guys covering this? This is a giant flipping story. This is one of the biggest political stories in U.S. history. Agree or disagree? Oh, 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so huge. It's bigger than the first impeachment by far. Oh, God. Yeah, they're not even in the same category. Right. I mean, you got to get into, like, Civil War stuff to get to get something of this level. And, and the long-lasting ramifications that we're going to have from this. So we got... More uh, strong opinions, and uh, man, what what former Attorney General Barr said is tough stuff, if you haven't heard that. You know, one more very quick caveat. It'll be that big depending how it plays out, and it's probably going to play out over many months. So who knows? Right. So we got more on that coming up in just a little bit. But the counteroffensive in Ukraine, Ukraine has begun... Did some reading on that over the weekend, although I thought I would grab this from CBS News because this is the very latest, like, as of this morning. Here we go. Ukraine is finally on the march. Spring has become summer and defensive operations switched to offensive ones. Just this morning, as the battle continued nearby, Ukrainian troops claimed they'd liberated Storozheve in the Donetsk region. At first we were met with heavy Russian artillery, said this soldier, but then we took it back house by house. Celebrations are muted though. There is no time to pause. They must continue pressing forward. 
Yeah, so I was reading about that. The Wall Street Journal account last night was there were some bright spots. There were some not bright spots. Ukrainians lost uh, a, a good chunk of uh, Leopard tanks and Bradley tanks, the ones we gave them. Um, uh, the, and, I think they just have the fighting vehicles at this point. In the, not quite tanks, but anyway. In the particular area that they went into. Well, some of the areas that they went into, they rolled like you just heard there. And the, mm-hmm. the, the little chant you heard there was them putting up a flag a Ukrainian flag and one regained piece of ground. But there are some other places where they met really stiff resistance. Now, there's some belief that this is they're just poking and probing all along the line to find out where's the part where we can break through. And if you break through, then you get behind them. And, you know, well, if you know anything about the way war works, that's a big deal getting behind people. So, yeah, I understand the Russians are dug in like crazy in a lot of places, too, though. It's going to be enormously difficult to dislodge them. Yeah, I read one Ukrainian commander saying they were shocked at how many Russians they there were. They were expecting the line to be uh, a much uh, fewer people than it ended up being. Uh, so, you know, a whole bunch of guys they grabbed off the streets or took out of prison or whatever that are there to get shot and slow down the Ukrainian push. Wow. Wow. And still no real air power for the Ukrainians. Right. Yeah. That was mentioned over and over again that that is really a problem in that the Russia still controls the skies. And um, and what Ukraine, according to uh, the article I read, what Ukraine is pulling off, really the only country in the world that could do it the way they're trying to do it is the United States, where you could have all the different combined efforts uh, simultaneously, and it's because we've provided them the stuff and we've trained them up on this and everything, so it's going to be interesting to watch for the next, kind of like you just said with the Trump story, days, weeks, months, or years. Who knows how long it's going to take to figure out if this is successful or not. Still working on coming up with an end game scenario in my head, and uh, and it's, it's just it's incredibly difficult to do. Well, it's impossible, honestly. Um at what point does Russia say, eh, this was a mistake, we're sorry? Or at what point does Ukraine say, well, we've grabbed back enough of our territory, let's get to the table, or what? Right. Or at what point does the U.S. say, we're not going to fund you anymore, so get to the table? Who knows? Let's hear this. This is a reporter and John Kirby spokesperson there over the weekend. Clip 27, Michael. On uh, Lavrov and his comments on uh, F-16 fighter jets, he said uh, that uh, U.S. built F-16 fighter jets can accommodate nuclear weapons and warned that supply in Kyiv would then escalate the conflict further to have a response. The first thing I would say to Minister Lavrov is if you're worried about uh, Ukrainian military capabilities, then you should take your troops and leave Ukraine. That's interesting. So our level of concern about some sort of nuclear escalation doesn't seem to be near what it was at the beginning of the war. So a spokesperson for Russia says, hey, those F-16s could have nuclear weapons. You're, this is very, very provocative what you're doing. And our response is, yeah, well, why don't you get out of Ukraine? Yeah, that's a change. Yeah, definitely. Has the old man found his, I almost used an unfortunate term for male genitalia. I'll go with <laughs> spine instead. Has the old man found his spine or is Captain Cautious just finally gotten to the point where he's, you know. I almost used an unfortunate term for male genitalia, you said. Yes, I did. I did, but I restrained myself in time. Thank goodness. Look at you. I've been working on me. Oh, wow. Speaking speaking of military uh, endeavors. I've been working on me, trying to be the best you. You're living your best life. 
That's the phrase I'm I like. Are you I'm living your best life? Definitely not. They're living no. their best lives. Why are you not living your best life? I'm living a life. It was that ja- it was that jivey phrase that actually drove me away from one therapist. Oh, really? They're living their living best life. Best. Why are you not living your best life? I thought I can't be giving you money for this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. So jivey. <laughs> So this is not at all, Jivey. This is highly concerning. In dozens of Washington war games predicting the results of a Chinese invasion of Taiwan, the U.S. loses the resulting conflict. Michael Hirsch wrote in this deeply reported piece for Politico. Do you know what deeply reported means, folks? It means long AF. (laughs) It's half a book. I delved into it, but oh my gosh, it would have taken me three days to even highlight it. So here's more of the summary. What can we do about it? Quote, now may be the time for a radical shift in defense thinking. First, this would mean de-emphasizing traditional platforms like expensive and newly vulnerable aircraft carriers and moving to exploit the best of U.S. high-tech advantages. After Pearl Harbor, the Japanese famously warned, though perhaps apocryphally, that uh, all the Japanese had achieved with the surprise attack was to, quote, awaken a sleeping giant and fill him with a terrible resolve. That is pretty much what happened in the United States utterly destroyed Japan's military machine. But now, according to uh, defense officials on both sides of the aisle, the giant is still lying in in bed. Its eyes are open and it's recognizing there's a problem, but it's got to get out of bed. Mm. So we're still a World War II superpower. And in all those uh, computer simulations, we lose to China. Wow. That is something. Well, that's, that's not all that shocking, given the asymmetry in uh, geography, for one thing, and the fact that China's, uh, well, it's this is part of the geography, their forces are there in China, which is right across a fairly narrow band of water to Taiwan. We would have to move everything there, as would Australia and Britain and New Zealand and whatever else. Yeah, imagine so it's China. It's not that shocking that we're at a huge disadvantage. Imagine China trying to stop us from taking Cuba. How much effort that would take. Right, for instance. And we might if they keep installing that listening station. You hear me, Xi Jinping? Winnie the Pooh? Get your face out of your honey and listen up. <laughs> Ian Bremer tweeted over the weekend that near accidents between the USA and China military are increasing, communication is decreasing, and that this is a big problem. Yeah, I'd say. I would use the term collision and not accident, Ian. Right. Though you are wise and knowledgeable, it ain't an accident if you continually veer in front of our planes or in ships over and over again. Uh, Winnie the Pooh does not have the body shape that most people are going for. And yet he has the shape many of us have. He is our bear. He is a bear that represents us. Winnie the Pooh is living his best life. Why aren't you? That's what I would say. Piglet, though more svelte than Winnie the Pooh, is similarly shaped. It doesn't look like Piglet's very enthusiastic about arms day. Upper body day at the gym. (laughs) And it seems that ER has suicidal ideations. (laughs) That's clear. Um, The whole Trump thing. That's how. Ah, that's, yes. That's what we'll call it. The whole Trump thing. Really? Some people's opinions on it. Some of the polling that is out uh, already. Tomorrow's the indictment day. That's going to get a lot of attention, but doesn't really mean anything. Then what for the next 500 days up to the election? Much? 
It kind of depends on the judge, for one thing. A Trump-appointed judge. I will make a prediction if you would like. Okay. How about when we come back? Joe predicts All when right. we come back. Oh, it's And I am very confident about this prediction. All right. Well, if you're wrong, I will eat my truck. So stay tuned for all that. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Whether you like Trump or not, he did not commit espionage. He did not disseminate, leak, or provide information to a foreign power or to a news organization to damage this country. He is not a spy. He's overcharged. Did he do things wrong? Yes, he may have. He will be tried about that. But Hillary Clinton wasn't. Your old boss committed perjury in a civil lawsuit. 
lost his law license, obstructed justice in a dozen ways, and he didn't get prosecuted. I know and he I was can't impeached. Well, he, enough. He, 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 Senator, yeah, well, okay, he you, was you, impeached, you, but you, he wasn't prosecuted. You, you've made you've made you've made your point. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting pushback from George Stephanopoulos, Lindsey Graham, making the point: Hey, Bill Clinton lost his law, law license; he perjured himself of everything, but he wasn't prosecuted. And Stephanopoulos saying, "Yeah, but he was impeached." Yeah, impeachment is a political venue. That makes the argument that I'm making, that the Wall Street Journal is making, that I'm about to read, that let's let's have a political prosecution on this, too. Lay out everything Trump did, have a presidential election, and see if voters, how much voters care about it. That's basically what happened with the Clinton impeachment. Mm-hmm. Um... From the he Wall was a sitting president, which is kind of different, but in terms of the result of, uh, to our society and our republic, yeah, we need to be careful. From the Wall Street Journal, a destructive Trump indictment. Special counsel Jack Smith announced the indictment in a brief statement on Friday, but no one should be fooled. This is Attorney General Merrick Garland's responsibility. Mr. Garland appointed Smith to provide political cover, but Mr. Garland, who reports to Joe Biden, has the authority to overrule a special counsel's recommendation. Americans will inevitably see this as a Garland-Biden indictment, and they are right to think so, says the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal. Um, and they go through how Trump is his own worst enemy, and he, you know, he could he could have avoided all this if he had just gained this stuff back, and he shouldn't have done it, and he probably did violate a number of laws. But they say this is the inescapable political context of this week's indictment. The special counsel could have finished his investigation with a report detailing the extent of Mr. Trump's recklessness and explained what secrets it could have exposed. Instead, the Justice Department has taken a perilous path with actually charging him, what Lindsey Graham was just saying. It basically would be doing what James Comey did, which, you know, if you treat them both the same way, I get it. So he laid out what Hillary Clinton did, didn't prosecute. You know what? That cost her a lot of votes and allowed Donald Trump to say, look at her. That Mm might have made the difference in the election. We'll do it the same way this time. Lay out what Donald Trump did and say, okay, now it's up to you. Do you think that's the sort of person you want to have be president or not? That's what the Wall Street Journal is arguing. In fact, I will get to their last... uh paragraph here it was once unthinkable in america that the government's awesome power of prosecution would be turned on a political opponent that seal has now been broken it needn't be however cavalier he was with classified files mr trump did not accept a bribe or betray secrets to russia the fbi recovered the missing documents when it raided mar-a-lago so presumably there are no more secret attack plans for mr trump to show off leave this up to the american people to decide in a democracy that's what Lindsey Graham was saying. He's charged with espionage, and under the way the law is written, he is guilty of that. Because if you have documents in an unsafe place that could damage the country, you're charged in the Espionage Act. But he wasn't going to sell them to the Russians, or there's no evidence of that sort of thing. Right, right. Oh, this is also difficult. This is uh, this is straight out of the oh, what a tangled web we weave department. In that, it's now impossible for even like a Merrick Garland to lay out why they're not going to prosecute and why they shouldn't, for the reasons that the editorial board discussed and that we've been talking about all day, and that is the previous 
chapters in uh, Trump versus people who want to bring him down have been so utterly dishonest, unethical, just, uh, crooked, and the rest of it, that we're in a place where you can't go with, well, no one's above the law. Look, he violated these laws. In terms of the result for America, you you can't go with that. It'll be too explosive. It'll be too damaging. And yet, how do you explain why you're not doing that as a law enforcement official? we got to jump in. Katie has breaking news. I don't know what it is. Did breaking news donkey worthy? I, I It could be. I don't oh, know. But oh. this is... There we go. I hope it's we on you if it isn't. I hope we haven't abused the donkey. What is it? Well, this just in. Trump's motorcade has officially left Bedminster, New Jersey. <laughs> oh, oh you, you, awesome. you got us. That is awesome. That is awesome. You, you fiend. Are, you are going to hear so much of that in the next 24 hours. The plane has landed. He will be on the way to the courthouse where he is being indicted. Yeah, we know. We Jim, know. The plane is now taxiing toward <laughs> The hangar, it will be taxing for another two minutes. Then the president is expected to get in a limousine. Oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the reason, well, it was stupid last time around, but you did have the what's in the indictment thing last time, and it got unsealed that day. It's already out now, so tomorrow's just the paperwork, really. So whoop-de-doo, uh, an old, fat, rich guy who might be president again is uh, going to fill out some paperwork. If that's your idea of fun, go ahead and watch it. Um, uh, this other stuff that we're talking about is very, very uh, important, though. What? Uh, well, there's a point on what you just said there. By the, the Trump indictment. The result for the country. Can the you the- explain why they're not charging without saying we can't? And in, in terms of Trump traveling, he is got a uh, an event planned for tomorrow night. He is going to speak at Mar-a-Lago, I think, or someplace. He's going to speak tomorrow night. And what networks covered and what don't will be interesting also, because they didn't cover him over the weekend, which seems crazy to me. You can't say this is the biggest political story of our lives and that not cover the guy that it's at the focus of it when he speaks for the first time. That doesn't make sense. If you miss an hour of this show, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'll tell you how you want to travel if you ever get the chance. Be an indicted former president. <laughs> really helps your travel situation. We're watching the live coverage on all the cable news channels, and now the networks even, of Trump's limo headed to the airport so he can fly to Florida for the indictment tomorrow. But anyway, they've blocked off the entire interstate everywhere. So, wow. I mean, zero traffic. Bunch of limos together, Secret Service, I'm sure, and they are flying. I mean, they got to be going 90 miles an hour through a completely empty road. They've got them staggered, all these limos, and I suppose you don't actually know which one Trump's in. I don't know. Or, oh, or, yeah, that's that's presidential motorcade 101, Jack. Well, Nobody trying knows to, who's in what car. They're trying to avoid a Biggie Smalls. You don't want somebody being able to pull up next to it and shoot you. Wow. Wow. So, uh, but that looks like the way to travel right there. I'm sure he's probably he's probably not going to have to get to the airport and wait in a long security line and take off his shoes, have his bag go through, and then they'll yell at him because he didn't take his laptop out, that sort of thing. Sorry, sir, your ticket doesn't say TSA pre-check. You need to get in the other line. And uh, so this is just, I find this kind of hilarious, the nonstop coverage of his car going down the freeway. Good <sighs> Lord. I don't know if he's in the back seat with Al Collings and he's, gonna, he's got a, a beard and some money and a gun, and headed to Mexico, or what his plan is. If you're the sort of person who will sit there watching cable news all day as the president drives, then flies, I would like to buy your time from you. I'm prepared to make a generous offer. Right. Right. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh. So a handful of news stories uh, to squeeze in, and then we'll get back to some really interesting and compelling commentary from a, a, a pretty wide array of, of wise and learned folks talking about, you know, the charges specifically, but the, the much greater societal effect that all this is going to have in a moment. But uh, first, a couple of things. There is a California bill under consideration that would redefine infertility to be a status as opposed to a medical condition. Changing the definition to a person's inability to reproduce, either as an individual or with their partner without medical intervention, would classify gay men as infertile. And that would require insurance companies to cover in vitro fertilization procedures, well, uh, including for gay couples. Men are infertile. There's no lie there. Well, we're half fertile. 
co-author of the bill, Senator Carolyn Menjivar, D, as if you couldn't have guessed that, said the bill, quote, will ensure that queer couples no longer have to pay more out-of-pocket to start families than non-queer couples. Sarah, Sarah. Moving along. George Soros has handed control of his empire over to his 37-year-old son. The legendary investor, philanthropist, and hardcore lefty is handing control of his $25 billion empire to a younger son, Alexander Soros, who says, we think alike, but I'm more political. Yeah, to call George Soros a lefty, you know, I I don't care if billionaires get involved in politics, if you're kind of traditional liberal or traditional Republican or whatever, but you're funding Marxist DAs who don't believe in crime. That's a problem. And his son, we think, is of the same political bent? Yes, very similar. Now, in terms of funding uh, pro-crime DAs, I'll bet it's going to be a nightmare. He did say, in fairness... Um, he has some differences with uh, some folks on the left, like uh, uh, he th- believes speech on college campuses has become too restricted. Oh, good. He says, I have some differences with my generation in regard to free speech and other things. I grew up watching Bill Maher before bed, after all. Ah, good. Well, that's yeah. good to hear. Yeah, who knows? I-, I have a feeling I will oppose this guy uh, vociferously for the rest of my days and his, but at least he-, he made sense on that. Well, if he's less wacky than his dad, that's good news. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how closely he holds some of those Marxist views of crime. Like thirty-seven. I was hoping he was a little older, but of course, his dad's old, and that doesn't help anything. Yeah, yeah. Moving along, yet another story. This is so interesting. If uh, Trump had not uh, been indicted and uh, tearing the country apart, et cetera, et cetera, this might have been our lead story today. The liberal New York Times with a long article entitled The Failed Affirmative Action Campaign That Shook Democrats. The Supreme Court will soon rule on race-conscious college admissions, a core Democratic issue, but an analysis of a California referendum points to a divide between the party and the voters. And they go through in great detail the 2020 campaign to restore race-conscious affirmative action in California. It was gospel, they write, within the Democratic Party. It drew support from the governor, senators, state legislative leaders, and a who's who of business, nonprofit, and labor elites, black, Latino, white, and Asian. The Golden State Warriors, San Francisco Giants, and 49ers, and Oakland Athletics urged voters to support the referendum. Can you imagine sports teams getting involved in politics like this in the past? How stupid. It was Prop 16 to remove systemic barriers. A commercial noted that Kamala Harris, then a U.S. senator, had endorsed the campaign, etc., etc., etc. Supporters raised many millions of dollars for the referendum and outspent opponents 19 to 1. Vote for racial justice, urged the ACLU. And this measure got murdered in the election. Murdered. Lost in a landslide as Biden swamped Trump by 29 points in California. Prop 16 went down with 57% of voters opposing it. That's really quite amazing. I'd forgotten that. If you look to voters, people of good conscience, of all colors and creeds and the rest of it, and say, can we as a society discriminate against people based on race, but do it well, do it in a way that's good? The vast majority of people say no. Well, can you fix no. racism with racism is the question. A and great way to put most it. Most people say no, you can't. Yep. To make sense of its failure, the New York Times analyzed the 2020 vote, focusing on L.A., 
L.A. County. L.A. voters, an ethnically diverse and liberal lot, passed the proposition by a mere whisker, 51 to 49. It failed virtually everywhere else. Uh, Precincts found support across all races. Uh, Support for the Rev fell well short of support for Biden among blacks, Asians, Hispanics, and whites, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then they go into the, the the gnashing of teeth and the the encounter groups and the coven parties with their spirit guides to quote David Lowry, one of my favorite uh, songwriters, uh, trying to figure out how this happened. Why? 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 The no vote was essentially, after all their weeks and months of research, the New York Times, the no vote was, why do we need this? Why are we going back to the past? We're not walking over the bridge in Selma, et cetera, et cetera. The divorce between the way the elite, including the media, portray America and Americans and the way we actually are is enormous. Never forget that. If you're looking around at your home, your family, your neighborhood, your friends, your coworkers, whatever, and thinking, um, we're not like everybody's cross-dressing and changing genders and the rest of it. Uh, no, you're right, because America's not like that. It's only in that weird little pocket that uh, people think like that. I got a s- stupid headline from the New York Post for you coming up. Oh, those are always good. After a quick word from our friends at Omaha Steaks, I'm telling you, my dad is on in years, and I want to salute him. I want to send him my love on Father's Day. We talk. I write him a note, blah, blah, blah. But a present's nice, right? He doesn't need stuff. But what he loves, loves, loves like I do is Omaha Steaks. Are they that much better? Yeah, really. I mean, um, the uh, the filet with the bacon around it that I cooked a while back, uh, absolutely unbelievable. The burgers, oh my God. And for Father's Day at Omaha Steaks, it made it super easy. Head to omahasteaks.com, use the promo code Armstrong at checkout and get $30 off your qualifying order, the big Father's Day uh, special that they've got going on. Packages can include fork tender, bacon wrap, filet mignons, or other gourmet grillables like the air-chilled boneless chicken breasts, burgers, jumbo franks, and many more favorites. Don't forget to save room for dessert. Most gift packages come with four delicious caramel apple tartlets. Getting hungry just talking about it. Yeah, I like the tartlets, too. So go to omahasteaks.com, use code Armstrong at checkout, get $30 off an unforgettable gift that's guaranteed to make Dad's Day. Dads want steak. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use the promo code Armstrong at checkout. Minimum order is required. See site for details. So we tease things all the time. It's a popular in the world of uh, broadcast television and radio. You say, coming up, we'll blah blah And you hope it's interesting enough that people will stick around, right? This one I actually think is almost too important to tease because if you don't hear it, it could ruin your life. Wow. But the tease is this. Experts have figured out what is the one question you should ask someone you love when they're upset. Child, parent, husband or wife. What is the one question you should ask someone you love when they're super upset? Oh, Uh, two things. And I actually thought this was pretty good. What? Two things. Number one, I know the answer to that. The question is, why you got to be that way? And second. Right. Call, uh, I, why can't you just calm down? Right. It's a yeah. good question. So I'm sorry I stole your thunder, but there's the answer. Uh, the second thing was I promised that I would make my uh, my prediction about the Trump thing. Right. And that is that uh, this will drag on for many, many months. 
as Trump's defense team has every interest in stringing this out as long as they possibly can, partly uh, just because if he gets elected president, he can pardon himself and then it'll all be over. Uh, but there is no interest in a speedy trial here on the Trump side. So this no. is going to be a long, very little happening slog in which there are made my I'm sorry, minor headlines occasionally about the judge rule. This is in or this is out. I saw one Florida lawyer wrote a piece over the weekend saying everybody's wrong about the timetable on this trial. Hmm. He thought it could be over before the election, but I haven't seen anybody else come even close to agreeing with that guy. So all the experts seem to think that if. The Trump, it would take a long time under the best of circumstances. And if the Trump people are, their goal is to slow it down. What, there's zero upside for him to have it before all the upside in the world for having it after the election. Well, uh, yeah, let's wait and see. To paraphrase the great Winnie Churchill, if the facts change, I change my opinion. Uh, but so how much will happen between tomorrow and the election? Much? Yeah, a lot of preliminary stuff, but bit by bit, every few weeks. Here's one leading up to a trial that may never occur. Here's one dumb headline from the New York Post. Then we'll uh, hit you. If you didn't hear what Attorney General Barr said yesterday, that's uh, pretty big. I think that was the clip of the weekend, really, around this whole Trump story. New York Post. People are putting frozen towels on fans. Here's why it's a bad idea. (laughs) All right. Whatever. Frozen towels? I guess to cool off your house or? But here's why it's a bad idea before you rashly put a frozen towel on your fan. Whatever. I have a feeling it'll be fine. (laughs) I think worst case scenario is still kind of something probably gets kind of wet or something. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, We'll get to all that stuff we mentioned coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So I think we'll get to it at the beginning of hour four. What's the one thing you should say to a loved one when they're really, really upset, according to all the experts? It's pretty good, actually. Oh, you're not going to pay it off here? No. That's controversial. If if your loved one's upset, they're out of luck. Why did Trump drop a GP on his own former attorney general yesterday? GP. Gutless pig. Called him a... Wow. Called him a gutless pig. That's out of bounds. (laughs) He called his former attorney general a gutless pig and a disgruntled former employee, which I actually think is even funnier. (laughs) He's just a disgruntled former employee. (laughs) Anyway, this is... It's our first 14-year-old president. This is Attorney General Barr. Over the weekend, I was shocked by the degree of sensitivity of these documents and how many there were. Frankly, if even half of it is true, then he's toast. I mean, it's a it's a pretty it's a very detailed indictment, uh, and it's very very damning. Um. So uh, you got to keep in mind if you're a bar hater that he said of the Bragg indictment the last time. Trump was indicted, that that was a bunch of crap and politically motivated and should have never happened. So he's not just out to get Trump. Oh, no. He said he's been the victim of of mistreatment on a number of occasions. This is not one of them. That's right. Here's Jonathan Turley, who often stands up for Trump, saying uh, could be could be tough sledding for Trump. The key to remember on this is that you have a president who I believe is around 76 years old. 
uh, if he's convicted on any of these counts, uh, they can range from 10 to 20 years. Uh, that can be a lethal sentence, even if you don't get the maximum. So this is an existential fight for the president. And it is going to tear this country apart. And I think that's one of the reasons why this indictment is so detailed. I think the spe special counsel is trying to show uh, that this was not a reach. It was not a close case and that there's a reason why they're going forward. Jonathan oh. Turley making the point that uh, he, he could spend the rest of his life in jail at his age pretty mm -hmm. easily. Well, to Turley's second point, though, the, the indictment could be as thorough as the Oxford English Dictionary, and it would still land in a, a, a society that's been so poisoned by all the partisanship and dishonesty on the left and in the media that people don't care. The vast majority of people who even have a mild inclination to support Trump are convinced that there's been so much dishonesty. Don't turn to me now and say it's time for all of us to look at this in an even-handed way. In fairness, just the law, not politics. Y'all are telling us to put politics aside now? We just can't take it. Lindsey Graham sort of speaking to that yesterday. He was hot on ABC This Week. What I'm trying to convey to you, and I'm sorry I'm not doing a better job, that most Republicans believe that the law now is a political tool, that Hunter Biden's laptop story was uh, that the people in charge had their thumb on the scale and that the reason it was not known to be true in October of 2024 before the election is the intelligence community wanted you to believe it was Russian difference disinformation when it wasn't this double standard is real in the minds of most republicans and i was glad lindsey graham was saying that to george stephanopoulos and i wish they would all take it to heart look what what you were just saying there's a whole bunch of examples out there where you didn't call it fair you didn't call balls and strikes fair and and everyone knows it I mean, the Hunter Laptop story is a great example. At this point, we all know that's completely 100% true. And everyone knows it. And you knew it was true at the time, but you didn't want it out there because it was going to be inconvenient. And all the other stuff that we've talked about a million times. So you need to take that into account when a whole bunch of the country is, is uh, concerned this is political. All right? Come on. Yeah. I agree completely. They could have video of him walking in with a Glock and robbing a convenience store. And a chunk of America would say, y'all have lied and been unfair so many times we're not hearing it. Which is, you know, you want to cry, uh, describe it as the boy who cried wolf or, you know, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation, a moment to throw it away, what have you. Um, when the history of what's about to happen is written, and I, nobody knows what's about to happen, I hope... At least one historian says America couldn't help being bitterly cynical because they'd seen so much dishonesty. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that is such a lost part of this. The Hillary stuff with her email so server and the all the things Comey said about how awful that was what she did. Um, the whole Russiagate thing, going phony back, first impeachment. Going back to the Clinton administration where they're <laughs> hiding secret documents in their socks and stuff like that. And remember when we were, uh, exactly, yeah, the Sandy Berger thing. And do you remember when we were all supposed to be outraged the, about the emoluments clause? 
that maybe foreign leaders were checking into the Trump hotel to curry favor with him. And that was a scandal for a few months and just all of it. So um, trial won't happen till after the election. Probably. If Trump loses, does he get pardoned? I assume he gets pardoned by someone. Gerald Ford, like with the same reasoning, the country needs to move on. This wouldn't do us any good. Um, probably. Yeah. Depends who's in office, I guess. And how it polls. Do you think Trump's worried about spending the rest of his life in jail? Like actually worried that will happen? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I think it's pretty unlikely. He does four hours. We know we do four hours. We do four hours every day. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.